Hi, my name is Patrick Maroney. I'm the author of it. I'll Begin with the Scream. Um, hello? Who is this? This is Roger L. Jackson, Ghostface from the Scream franchise, and you're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. So you like scary movies, huh? What's your favorite scary movie? And it better be the right answer or I'll... Well, you know the rest. Thank you. You're such a lovely audience. We'd like to take you home with us. Or better yet, see you in your home. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin. And they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. Really appreciate all support. Uh, you guys are awesome. We really we really appreciate all of our fans. Uh, super excited for this upcoming interview. We have Patrick Maroney, the author of the already released It All Began With a Screen Book. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. It, it uh, Very timely that we get to do this, considering the release of uh, Scream. So that, that that worked out really well for everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Scream it, of 1996. The Scream, Scream of 2022. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. When I was writing the book, it was before they had, they had officially settled on a name and I was actually interviewing Rory Culkin. Um, I'm going to name drop so hard during this podcast. As you should. As you should. (laughs) But um, I was interviewing Rory Culkin, and he's like, yeah, so they're all going to call this Five Cream, right? Like, that's going to be the name. That's what we're looking for. And then, and then that was actually Jack Quaid. The the rap gif was a T-shirt of Ghostface holding five cartons of creamer. (laughs) that's awesome and so patrick you know we just had a kind of look behind the scenes for our audience you know we just had lynn mccree on and uh you know that's kind of how we got hooked up with hooked up with you you know she had obviously nothing but amazing things to say about you and i don't know if you listened to that interview she did say that you were going to be mad at her because she admitted at the beginning of the interview that she maybe had you mixed up with another person writing a screen book at around the same time. But uh, anyway, can you kind of touch on, you know, the, you know, how this came to be, you know, maybe like how the origins of uh, you want to write this book yeah. came to pass. Yeah. Well, and first, can I just say, I did listen to the interview and I just smiled the whole time because Lynn <laughs> is so great. Oh. I, I think her and I were, were talking I told her it would take her take 45 minutes of her time and we were on for like two hours and some of it was not even screen related. So she's just such a dear and uh, we still keep in contact. I, I love talking with her, but um, yeah, so the, the book came about um, in uh, the fall of 2019. I realized that it was the 25th anniversary coming up. It was before the new movie was announced. Um, and, and I realized that there really wasn't anything out there for Scream fans. You know, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there's a, a second book coming out. I hear. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. They have seventeen-hour-long documentaries. They have specials. They have multiple books and everything. Um, and with how passionate the Scream fan bases, and you know how iconic and you know relevant these movies are, I was surprised that there wasn't anything. Right. So. Um, I'll admit that happened in 2019 and then I kind of didn't do much about it until the pandemic hit, um, you know, cause we all had to keep busy. And so I kind of took it back out of the drawer and um, the first publisher I went to Bear Manor Media, they, um, my publisher, Ben Omar was completely on board with it and we were off to the races. Yeah, man. So tell everyone a little bit more about, you know, the background of yourself. You know, are you are you a diehard Scream fan? Is it just something that you're I mean, obviously you wrote a whole book about it. But I mean, are you are you diehard and a little bit more about your writing background and and, and anything else you'd like to share? I've actually never seen a Scream movie. So this yeah. is all. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Scream is one of like my go to movies, um, you know, the kind of my comfort um i can quote most of it but um absolutely i i saw it opening night and yeah um i saw it opening night in 1996 uh my brother took a bunch of my friends and i and um you know it, it was one of the first times i saw a movie that was like oh look a writer can actually make you feel all these different things it's not just the actors on the screen and it's not just this or that so that was that kind of stuck with me because when when I was in kindergarten, we had to do our kindergarten graduation. And I was the kid that was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to do that. Um, and then I realized I didn't want to be an actor. So this was a way that I was able to find. And uh, so then, and then I fell into um, writing. Uh, my English teacher in high school recommended me for the local newspaper that had a section written by teenagers it was called reality and I started doing going to critic screenings and reviewing movies and doing interviews. Um, I was like the 17 year old mascot with like all the 40 year old, 50 year old critics. Um, it was, it was actually cool cause I got out of school for it. But uh, so, <laughs> um, and scream just always came back into my orbit as I was writing. Um, I actually did a TikTok to promote the book and, there was something like 15 or 20 articles that I've written over the years related to Scream and the actors and <laughs> Kevin Williamson. So I'm not saying I'm obsessive, but <laughs> there's no restraining orders out on me. Well, just from my standpoint, you know, I have the two uh, recent books on the Halloween franchise. I've got both of those. I've got how the the big long book about how Freddy versus Jason was almost made twenty times, and but you know, Scream's Scream is my favorite horror franchise overall. I think it has the most consistent films, and so to finally have a book compiled about it, I was excited, man. I I got to be honest with you because there was there was not a book about my actual favorite franchise, which is Scream. And that and that's really why I wanted to make it is. I wanted, I was coming at it from a place of celebration. You know, I mean, yes, we get into the creepy things that allegedly the Weinstein brothers did. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I think we have yourself. to say allegedly so that no one gets sued. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you, you know, so it's like we, we get into, you know, some of the less pleasant things, but it really was a celebration. And I think it comes through in the book just how much the movies mean to the actors and the creators also. Like, this wasn't just a job for them. Awesome, man. Uh, I just want to let's jump into your book now. Uh, I just want to commend you for, you know, actually writing it. Cause I know I've heard so many people say I'm getting ready to start a YouTube channel. I'm getting ready to start a podcast, but never do it. Cause they don't believe in themselves or et cetera, or just don't put the effort into it. So I commend you for writing this Absolutely. book. That's, that's awesome of you, you, man. I got to, you know, skim over it at work that I'm going to read the whole book when I get the yeah, chance, but let, let's take a deep dive into your book, man. What all does your book contain? Does it, what kind of stories are in there? Uh, uh, maybe some onset stuff. I know there's interviews, which we'll touch on later, but tell our audience about your book, man. Yeah, so I, it, well, the book's out now, um, so people can get it. I want to make sure that it was out in time for the new movie. Absolutely. Um, Good idea. And uh, yeah, it, it kind of touches on everything, you know, from the beginning, you know, the casting. I know, I know for me, it's always fun to see like who could have been in this role. So I want to make sure I had that on set stories um, from the actors and the filmmakers um, kind of what happened when each of the movies was released. And I, along with having um, the actors and the filmmakers, I have a couple of pop culture um, experts that I interviewed about how the movies are still relevant in pop culture and, what they did, um, what their impact was at the time and now. So I really tried to make sure that I was um, giving a full, well-rounded look, um, warts and all, of uh, right. of the screen movies. Right. Do you have any uh, favorite interviews that 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 you can? I mean, obviously, you don't want to. They're all your spoil favorite. Spoil everything. You don't want to spoil everything, right? They're all your favorite. Come on, everybody's got a favorite kid. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, but you know, do you have any favorites? You know, out there that you know, hint around, give us a little bit of you know to kind of wet their whistles, maybe. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it's hard to say like my favorite interview, but there are favorite stories from them. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned, Lynn was great. Uh, and I know she talked on the podcast about, um, how she, it was in the script that her and Leah Schreiber had to kiss, but she tells a story in the book about how she had to kiss the actor who played Billy's father and how it wasn't exactly the most copacetic. Um, Mm. so there was, there was that and. Uh, you know, some of the stuff with the Weinsteins, the alleged Weinsteins, um, you know, those are fun stories, too. Like Marco Beltrami was saying that they sent people to his brother's wedding to, like, pick him up right after the ceremony to go do some work. And Nico Tortorella. Yeah, like crazy stuff. And like, yeah, Nico told Bob to fuck off, basically, um, at a group <laughs> cast dinner. So, um you know, so there there were a lot of uh, a lot of great stories. Um, some things that I couldn't even include. Um, the the one thing I will say is everyone was so generous with their time. You know, um, 
I was asking them to do this out of the kindness of their heart. So many of them then would send me photos that I included in the book. Um, Phil Pavel, who played one of the detectives in Scream 2, actually sent me his Scream 2 script. I felt like I was like holding like gold or something. Like I, didn't. I was like, if anything happens to this script, like I'm dead, like he will send Ghostface after me. Um, you know, and like they were referring, giving me contact information to, for other people, you know, and I was able to go back to them if I had follow up questions. So it, it really was such a great experience for my first book. Um, I don't know how future books will will hold up to this. I'm a little scared. Uh, so, is that in your plans uh, to kind of do a little, do some more, and continue on with it? Yeah, I actually have, have already started my my next book. It's about the uh, Final Destination series. Oh, there you go. Oh, hey. So, awesome. um, okay. it, well, if you ever if you need some podcasters to 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 give you some bullshit quotes, well, we're more than happy to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm at the beginning of it. I just, uh, I'm just starting to reach out to all of them. I was originally had another horror series I was supposed to do, but another book came on the market and I didn't necessarily think there was a market for two books. And, uh, so we switched to final destination and it just, it feels a little bit closer and like a better fit going from screen to final destination. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. So, and and this isn't necessarily about the book per se, but you know, just from my, my experience on trying, I mean, it's almost a full-time job to kind of try to track down agents and track down just to get in touch with some of these people. And I know for, I mean, I know for a fact because we've experienced it, if I could somehow get in touch with cast member themselves, they're like, yeah, well, that's no problem. I would love to do it. But getting through their agent to them, and I guess they're kind of the gatekeeper. Sometimes they don't even check with them. Like, how hard was it to get this amount? I mean, you had a lot of interviews in this book. Yeah, there's 30 interviews. Uh, it's funny. Some of them were super easy. Uh, and, you know, and, and it was funny because I was talking to one of, my old boss is a friend of mine and we were going through the list of people that we thought would be like ones that we could, that I should target first. And, you know, we are like, Leah Schreiber will never, he's probably like, he's Ray Donovan now. Like he's super serious. Right. Like right. he's never going to want to talk to me for this little book. You know, it, it's not like I'm a big name or anything. And he was the second or third person who agreed. And I think, his name then helped. Yeah. And I think that was a lot like once I got a couple names, I could go to the publicist and say, these people trust me already. Won't you? And there were actually a couple that were like, come back to me when you get a few more names or if you get this person. So it was kind of a little bit like putting puzzle pieces together. But um, there was one actor who I literally went through his publicist, to his agent, to his old agent, to his manager. I went through like five people just to be told no. And then I met I met him at a convention over the summer. And one, he knew nothing about the book, which I wasn't surprised about. Right, but, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then like he saw a picture of him himself in the book and was like, 
like went running over to show a co-star from the movie and they were like remember this look at this you know so it was it was really cool that like in the end like he did appreciate what i had in the book um but you're right there there are a lot of gatekeepers you have to go through um you know there's some that just were flat out like no like no way no how others that are like we can't right now if you come back or you know there there was one who she's like are you in la like i can't really get this actress to do the interview but if you come to this event she'll be there and you can get a couple minutes with her so like there were some that really wanted to work with me um so it yeah it, it is you know thankfully it was the pandemic and it was the beginning right. of the pandemic and we weren't allowed out. So I had a lot of time on my hands. And to me, it just kind of shows, you know, when we talk about Lee Shriver, it just kind of shows what special place the franchise has for the people who were in it because them yeah. being so willing to talk about it in a loving way, almost, uh, you know, just kind of skimming through it earlier at work today. It's, it speaks volumes about the franchise. Um, I got to ask you before, you go any further, my man, because we do this all the time as fans, and you know you seem to be a pretty big uh, Scream fan yourself. One, have you? I'm I'm assuming you've seen the new movie, but it. Yeah. And since you have, rank the franchise for us, man. Rank the franchise for the people. Okay, so okay, they're not. There's not a bad Scream movie, so let's start out yeah. with that right now. I agree. But I, so I do two rankings. I do one based on actual, like, how much fun they are and, like, how much yeah. I'm going to rewatch them versus what I think is actually the best screen movie. So, right. in terms of rewatchability, I go one, four, three, five, two. Okay. And then in terms of, you know, being, you know, the best made, I would probably go almost in order i would probably right. go one two four five three okay and okay. In, in the book you'll see there there were a lot of well there were a lot of problems with three and four but right yeah three is probably a little bit of the black sheep of the family and you either love it or it's kind of i i i don't hate it but it is a little different from everything else. Well, and plus, when you know behind some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, I mean, your interaction with some actresses and actresses like we know can affect how you view the movie. Absolutely. Um, and view that character. You know, and also just just your love for the franchise. I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff can, can definitely affect that sort of thing, for sure. You know, that's the one thing. Like, I, I know Kevin Williamson always said, you know, never meet your idols. And... After 20 years, I still haven't met Kevin Williamson, and I'm beginning to take it personally. Um, <laughs> I feel like, like for for this book, I actually like I reached out to his publicist, and they said he wasn't available right now. And then I was working with someone else, and they were like, "Oh, I'm going to see Kevin this week. Why don't you write him a letter? I'll give it to him." So, like, he literally had a letter from me, um, which is was weird to think that he's reading a fanboy letter from me but that's a <laughs> therapy session but uh um but like everyone i talked to was super nice like there wasn't anyone out of the group that i got off the phone i was like dear god i'm glad that was over like everyone was great to talk to everyone was super fun um and just a great addition to the book yeah. um 
You can leave this detail for the book because I'm sure it's in there, but I have to ask you as a fan who doesn't really know the exact reason, why did it take 10 years to get Scream 4? So so really, there's a couple reasons. Um, one, they, they really did plan for it to just be a trilogy, so they all thought they were done. Um, and I do have a, a chapter in the book about the movie Cursed, that was supposed to be the big scream reunion and the clusterfuck that that was. Um, that took <laughs> like two, three years of their lives. Um, you know, the Weinsteins and Wes and the Weinsteins and Kevin just right. were not on good terms afterwards. Um, so I think it took a little bit of time for, you know, feelings to mend a little bit for fences to mend and then you know it, it i actually asked people you know were you surprised that west came back for scream 4 and no no one that i talked to was surprised so i think it just took a little bit of time for them to come around to that gotcha so is there anything else you want to uh, kind of discuss regarding the book i mean tell us all you can tell us yeah well you can find it anywhere online um it's from Bear Manor Media, so at bearmanormedia.com. But um, it, as a first-time author, I geek out also because I'll be looking to see if there was like an article that came out about the book or something that I missed. And like I saw that the Los Angeles Library bought a copy, and like I, I'm in Philadelphia, but Not and bad. I found myself in the Philadelphia Library. You know, they didn't have it, but like you could recommend it, and like little things like that just. I was like, this is how I know I made it. I'm in the library. (laughs) You know, I I don't need anything fancy. I just need to be able to see myself. And I'm like, (laughs) I I think it was even like on Target's website. Like it's anywhere that you could possibly buy books. Okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think anyone who has, who enjoys the Scream series will enjoy the book. Um, Like I said, it, it came from a place of, celebration and you know and i but i don't think you even have to be like a diehard scream fan i think you know it really you know like it's a lot of people i know haven't seen the fourth one um or haven't seen some of them in in years the four is my favorite sequel like i will watch that before anything there we go so uh Okay, wait. So I have to ask. Okay, a little bit of a spoiler with the new movie. You guys have all seen the new movie? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. sir. It's not a like real spoiler, but they do have the Easter egg that Kirby's alive. Yeah, we talked about oh, it last yes. night. So, so, and I talk in the book. I asked Rory what his thoughts were if he thought that he let her live or if she died. But I feel like it's like that um, that cat in the box thing where it's like, you always want to know the answer if it's alive or not. But like now that we have the answer, I'm like, I kind of wish she was dead. Like I loved Kirby, but like <laughs> now that I know she's alive, I'm kind of like, well, she was, she should have died. Like, you know, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Like we were talking last night, in my opinion, cause I'm just like you, I love part four and I love I Kirby too. so yep, much. Um, she's probably of all the sequels, my favorite, I'm going in there, probably my favorite non big three cast member. Right. Um, but I, and I would say in the next one, cause we all know that they're going to make a sixth. I'm sure with all the money that this make, 
You know, yeah. if the big, you know, since this was kind of a farewell to the big three, I think that that kind of opens the door for some from some of these secondary characters who survived, you know, the first four movies to kind of come back. And I would love to have her come back and almost be in the the role kind of like Nev Campbell was in this past movie. You know, something something like that. I would personally, that's just my personal. Just opinion. don't make Kirby a ghost face. I, I don't want that at all. I want her to be Kirby, not ghost face. Yeah. I think that's what my fear is. Like she'll come back, but she won't be the Kirby that we know and love. Right. You know, like that's, that's, fair. I, that's fair. Like that's what I'm afraid of with how much time has gone by and with, you know, as, as well as the new writers and creators did, I'm just like, I love her. So I like, I don't want her to come back and not be Kirby. Right. So like, that's why I'm like, at this point I would rather just, just let her go. Let's let her live in our memories the way we remember. <laughs> I did think it was a fun Easter egg once I noticed it. I, I didn't notice it until after I got home and somebody had posted it in a Reddit thread. And I was like, oh, I missed that uh, during the Dead Meat James scene, which I thought was, you know, a really fun scene in and of itself. Um, yeah. So they, they must have lost our number, you know, to be. In yeah. That I, yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe scream. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe the next scream, the feature of the podcast here. Scream yeah. um, six uh, is you is all you guys. There we oh, go. There go. Uh, so I have to ask, since what were your thoughts on the new Scream 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 twenty twenty two? Since we have you, um, so I liked a lot of things. I had some issues with other things. Like, I spoiler felt, warning, everyone. Spoiler warning. Here we go. Yeah. There you go. Real spoiler warning this time. Yes. Uh, I felt. Uh, I felt like. Kind of going in like with the Kirby thing, I kind of felt that there was a little too much fan service. Um, as m- cool as it was to see Ski, like, did we need to see him five times throughout the movie and help her find the knife? Like, we talked about know. that last night too, about a little, but that kind of felt like a little bit of a jab at Halloween and the revival and the direction that franchise went. That that's the way that I interpreted that. Anyways, it was a little bit of fan service, but also a little bit of a kind of poking fun at what Halloween had done with generational trauma and all of that stuff. Don't get me started on Halloween because <laughs> Halloween H2O till I die. Like H2O shows trauma so much better than Unabomber Lori that we get now. Like, <laughs> like okay. She, so they wiped out Halloween. So here's okay. Not to go off on a tangent, but literally I'm going to, cause I'm going to write a, I'll probably end up writing a Halloween book. Cause it just bothers me. So they retconned you, out. You sound like me right now. So I love it. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, go ahead. <laughs> they, they retconned out Halloween too. So Michael Myers randomly attacked her once and she becomes the Unabomber for 40 years, you know, living on this compound, you know, ruined every relationship that she's had. And like, there's no reason for her to think that he's going to come back. Like he's in jail. Like at least in Halloween H2O, like he was still her brother. She faked her death. She was trying to be normal. She just liked her drink at lunch. Like, yeah. So yeah. here, here, here was my problem. And leading into Halloween 2018, I was a fan of retconning everything as a general idea, just to do something different. We've gone all these crazy places with cults and all, Men in Black and all this other stuff. So I was a fan of something fresh. But this most recent sequel, Halloween Kills, all the scenes that take place at the hospital, 
are a thousand times more terrifying if Michael Myers had already set Haddonfield Memorial on fire and burned alive. That that makes those scenes a lot because he he know he's been to the hospital, he's attacked Lori in that hospital, they rebuilt it, whatever. So I just kind of felt like they could have kept Halloween too canon if they were gonna just do the same thing they did, which was put a bunch of scenes in a hospital. So that so well, wait, I to- here's a question for you. I I put this on my Instagram for the book. Who has the worst hospital system, Haddonfield or Woodsboro? <laughs> it's a- I don't know. That's pretty bad. And police, and police. I was gonna uh, say the police uh, work is tied. I'm not going to either of those hospitals. Like, no, take me somewhere else. (laughs) Well, the the golly, the hospital in this in this most recent film, you can pay me to step foot in that thing. They just let any old body walk in that place. Let me just let me just ask you this because I am, you know, I I jumped up and down whenever we reviewed 2018, and this will be the last thing I, I talk about Halloween. But what do you think about this? Because I, I mean, if she was going to be the Unabomber for 40 years and my, I wish that she had been because she was drinking that night. I wish she had been the one that ran into and wrecked the bus and caused Michael Myers to come back for again. Like to me, like, I think that would have been a great, like full circle and just ironic as hell. Yeah. Like give a reason why, like, you know, other than Dr. Sargento or whatever his name was. Um, the, the shredded cheese doctor. Uh, can tell how much I love this new trilogy. Although it watch Halloween Kills as a drinking game every time they say evil, evil dies, dies tonight. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That will make it amazing for you. You can do the experience. You're gonna die tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're gonna die tonight. <laughs> you can almost yeah. make a drinking game. You can almost make a drinking game out of how many times this new screen said elevated horror. I think it's five times that they mentioned that term, and I'm yeah. like, all right, that's that. All right, I get it. I do we, like we your get, idea yeah. of them going elevated horror for uh, for Scream Six, making fun of elevated horror at that. That point. was my idea to go I with. Do, I do like just make idea. fun of that whole thing, make it art house or a twenty four style Scream or something. Like I, I, I just don't know where else you can go. <laughs> yeah, like I think one of the issues was that I've heard people say is I think they were trying so hard to make Mindy the new Randy that she came also off a little aggressive. And I agree. I don't. Like, I don't know that we need an aggressive lady to be telling us because she didn't even tell us the rules, really. Like, Dewey did that. So, like, like oh, I good. need her to just simmer down a little bit. <laughs> so, hey, if all else fails, just bring back Matthew Lillard as one of the ghost face. Just do it for me. Do it for only me, the only man that, that actually wants to see it. Let's have it happen. <laughs> hey, I'll go watch it. You you obviously haven't been on Facebook where everyone thinks that Stu's alive. Yeah. So <laughs> feeling woozy here, man. He's woozy and then had an eight hundred pound old old style TV drop <laughs> on his head. Absolutely. Well, Patrick, so. thank you so much for coming yes, on. Yes, thank um, you so much, man. Every, and and I know for a fact that uh, you know a couple of us are going to buy the book too. I know you sent it yep. to us for free, but we want to support you and 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 this Thank endeavor you. for sure and absolutely um, it, it all began with a scream by patrick maroney you can find it anywhere uh please 
please go and check this out. Uh, I, th- I don't think you'll regret it. And I, and Pat, before you go, I just want to shout out your Instagram as well. Go follow him on Instagram. Uh, it began with a screen book. You know, social media is, you know, rules our lives now, it seems like. So make sure you go follow him on social media as well on Instagram. It all began with a screen book. Or Thank it began you. with a screen book, excuse me. Thank you. I appreciate yes. it. Yes, sir. Any final well, thoughts you, before we let you we go, Patrick? It, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I think, you know, people, I tried to make the book as fun as possible and include as many fun stories as possible. So I think it's a, a fairly quick read and uh, I think people will enjoy it. So, yeah. Well, thank hey, this has, been, this has been fun just sitting around here talking about Scream. And listen, in what, 48 days probably or however long it takes for them now to get from the theater to digital we're going to be reviewing Scream 5, man. We'll give you a call back if you're interested in coming back on. We'd love to hear your opinion on it. I will be back anytime you guys want me. This was so much fun. Well, thank you. Go buy the man. book or I'll gut you like thank a you. fish. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to remind everybody. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.